Yes, people, on today's Chin Check, we are looking ahead to Saturday's second pay-per-view of March, UFC 260. And a huge title fight, well, the biggest they come, right? It's the heavyweights, people. So, yeah, we're going to break down all them fights. So, let's see what happens, people. Let's go. So, people, we have it. The main event. Stipe Miocic against Francis Ngano. Oh, the heavyweights, right? This is when it gets crazy because, yo... It gets to a point where anyone could end anyone, you know, hit them in that right spot. And we have seen it, right? We've definitely seen it. And also, we've seen this fight, right? This fight has, um, it's happened before, you know? Happened all the way back, right? UFC 220, you know, January 2018, yeah, but at that time, Ngano was 11 and 1, right? So only 12 fights, only 12 fights. It is, um, yeah, a lot different now, right? Added a few more to it, being, you know, training at Extreme Couture, getting in a lot of different looks. So, yeah, we had that, but, man... Stipe, I mean, what can you say? He is the, um, you know, greatest UFC heavyweight. You know, defended the belt multiple times. For the who's who, you know. The way he knocked out for doom going backwards. Beat Alistair Overeem, Junior Dos Santos, Ungano. You know, beat Cormier twice. You know, I mean, it's like, um, yeah, he, he, he's got it done. He's got it done. All right, and it, it does make you wonder. Now, not to take away anything at all, not to take anything away from Cormier, but when you look at it, right, he fought Ngano in January, and then Cormier in July. Now, although Stipe beat Ngano, he ate some huge shots. Huge shots. So you do wonder if uh, his head was right. Yeah? If his head was right. Now, Cormier did hit him perfectly. Right? And it was that punch you didn't see. So there is that. But. It's just like after eating so many huge shots from Ngano, you know, you do wonder. But um, yeah, Stipe, he 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 can just get it done, right? And when you look at all the stoppages, it's impressive. 
It's impressive. You know, he avenged that loss to Junior. You know, and he, and he's just been on a run. So he's been in the UFC since <laughs> UFC one thirty six, right? The third fight between Edgar and Maynard, right? So it was October two thousand and eleven. So yeah, he's been in the UFC for a decade, for a decade. You know. Joey Beltron, Phil DeFreas, and Shane Delarosa. Right, those were the wins. Man, it, it, it's impressive, right? It's impressive. He's been around for that long. You know, been around that long, and he, yeah, he's beat, you know, Roy Nelson, Gabriel Gonzaza, man, Mark Hunt, Andre Oloski. You know, it's very impressive. But he's looking across at the Predator. Francis Ngannou, 15 and 3. Four fight win streak. Right? So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's been a tough one, right? Because after the Stipe fight, you then just saw the, the Derek Lewis clusterfuck. But you can understand... What that was, right? And I, you, you have to give it to Francis to be honest about those two losses. Stipe, he he just didn't prepare properly. He thought he could just go in, land one, and it's done, right? And then the Lewis fight, he, his head wasn't there. He was he was scared of the same thing happening again, right? But he's turned it around, and you know. Beat Curtis Blades for a second time. Cain Velasquez. Junior Dos Santos. And, um, you know, Jarzinho Rosenstruck. Finished them all. Finished them all. The problem is, though, all first round. Right? All first round. So, it, it's that issue for, for um, Ungano because it was very tough to get in fights. Right? You can't throw him in with anyone. You know what I mean? Can't throw him in with anyone. And he's ending fights in that first round. So he's not accruing the ring time. Right? So the one time he went all those rounds was in a loss. Which, you know what I mean? It's, It's a tricky one. Because you think that could be... A mental block for him You know what I mean That definitely could be a mental block You know that that's what, that's that boogeyman Like oh The last time you went past the first round You lost You know but From all accounts You know he's been getting in some very good training You know that's what we're hearing And he's been working on All those other areas Because Steve took him down Kind of easy Right, but yo, he's supposed to have been working on that wrestling. You know what I mean? That's what we're hearing. So this one is very tough, right? It's very tough to call. A bit like Woodley. And not for the skill thing, right? But has he been able to perfect the wrestling? I mean, that's the thing. And 
you know, you can do things in training, but it's not the same. It's just not the same. He's been working with um, Kamara Usman, right? So we've heard that, but for not not long enough for you to think it, it should make a significant difference. Though, Jerry Francis does seem to be a sponge. That's what we're hearing. So there's a lot. A lot of factors, right? So, I think as of right now, it's very difficult to bet against Stipe. You know, it's very difficult to bet against Stipe. Because he's been there, done that. You know, he's got the t-shirt, literally. But it's also hard to go against Francis, especially after hearing him on Rogan. You just think, God, that, like anyone that's got to go through all of that. Man, give him all the gold, right? But yeah, I, I I think as of right now, I'm gonna go Stepe, yeah. But when you see him on the stage, you know he might change. But yeah, I'm gonna say Stepe because, as I said, look, he's done it. He's been there. He's done it, right? So yeah, that's what I'm saying. <sighs> but who knows? One thing I do know, people, it's going to be a good fight, right? It's going to be a good fight, and I cannot wait. Oh, my God, I cannot wait. All right, so, um, yeah, there you have it. Uh, UFC 260. Now, people, keep your fingers crossed, right? Keep those frigging fingers crossed, and hopefully, you know, we don't lose anything else. Right, that's the one thing that you can hope for. Hopefully, we do not lose anything else. So yeah, we will see, people. We will see. But yeah, this should be fun. Not sure who's called. I believe. I don't know. I think Bisbing is calling this one. I think it's Bisbing, Anik, and uh, Rogan. So uh, yeah, let's see. But yeah, all about Saturday night, people. It's all about Saturday night. Now, that's not to say the other fights aren't going to be any good, because trust me, they are some good fights, right? Start off with a good middleweight bout, right? We've got Abu Azatar against Mark Andre Barriut. Okay, so with, um, yeah, with this one, right? So, let's see, the Gladiator... Azatar, he's 14 2 and 1 on a nine fight win streak. I mean, that is pretty impressive. You know, won his UFC debut against a Vitor Miranda. But um yeah, haven't seen him for a while, right? The Miranda fight was July 2018. So he's kind of been on ice for a minute. So he had a couple of fights scheduled last year, but I think they went down due to COVID. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is interesting, right? He, he last lost, he last lost in September 20, 2012. So it's been a while, but it's also been a while since he fought, you know, so... Yeah, you know, I would say his last four fights were all decisions. 
So, um, I mean, early in the career, he was getting a lot of stoppages, but, you know, that always changes, you know, when you hit that higher tier of opposition, right? So, it'll be interesting to see how he performs against the power bar, Mark Andre Barriout, who is 11 and 4, won no contest. Now, Barriout, he's had a rough time, right? He's had a rough time of things. He, uh, he, the last fight was a no contest. Um, I feel someone got, got caught with weed, right? I, that, hmm. But I, I think it was, yeah, because I, I think Barry lost that fight, to be honest. Um, but yeah. Now, he, yeah, he lost his fight to Jean Young Park, um, Christoph Giotto, and Andrew Santez. They were all in 2019. So, yeah, it's been a bit of a rough time for him, man. Um, but I think he does, he can stop people. You know what I mean? He, he can stop people. Which I think it, 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 hmm, it's an interesting one because, you know, although Mariu has had a rough time of it of late, he has been fighting. So there is still that, you know, feel for the cage, right? So he also has fought, you know, with the no crowd situation. So there is all of that where, uh, you, you know, I think Azatar is coming in to a bit of the unknown. So, man, although Azatar, you know, he's great record, right? But because the inactivity, I think I'm going to say Barry Ute uh, for the win here. But, um, yeah, it's an interesting one, right? I think it all depends how people look. But, yeah, we're going to go Barry Ute for the win, people. All right. So, our next fight, um, that one we have... Is next, we oh, we have a light heavyweight clash. We've got Mudstis Bokakas against Mikhail Olajajuk. Right, so uh, yes, let's take a look. So, the Baltic Gladiator Modiesta Bakukakas, he's 11 and 3. Right now. He came to the UFC in pretty good style. Um, you know, July last year, he he stopped. Um, well, he, you know, he put a beating on Andreas Michalidis. And Michalidis retired in the corner. Uh, the next fight, though, didn't go as well. But that was against Jimmy Croup. You know what I mean? So, ah. You know, there is that. That was October last year. So, yes. Now he steps in to fight Olojachuk. Right? So, um, you know, when he was in uh, Cage Warriors, he was murking people. Right? 
I think he, he got a decision in his first pro fight, but then it was just stoppages. Just stoppages. You know, win or lose. That's that's what he was doing. And he only lost two. So, yeah. And he, he was looking very impressive. Very impressive. Uh, and he can get it done everywhere, you know. So I think that is good. But, you know, I mean, a Lord Olachuk, you know, he's 14-4, one no contest. So he's coming off a couple of losses. So they've got Jimmy Crute in, um, yeah, they've got him in common. <laughs> uh, and both stopped by him in the first round. Um, so Olachuk fought him in February last year. And before that, he had a loss to Owen St. Prue in September 2019. Got caught with that Von Prue choke. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, he, he, he came to the UFC very well. Right? Well, he got a, a no contest against uh, Khalil Roundtree. So that's weed. Khalil got busted... Yeah, just one of those things. Um, but he then beat, you know, Jean Vellante, stopped him, stopped uh, Gladys Adatulev. So, yeah, you know, he can stop you. Right? He can stop you. But I think I'm going to go with uh, Bakakokas here. Yeah, I, I just think he's got the edge. Um... Yeah, and, you know, he fought more recently, I would say. So, yeah, I'm going to go, you know, Modasat Bakakuras. But it's definitely going to be an interesting bout. So then, people, we go Jared Gordon against Abakar Numerendov, right? So it's a welterweight clash and um, an interesting one at that. So the night train, Jared Gordon, he's seventeen and five. You know, he's you know his debut didn't go to plan. Although he's, it was a close fight, right? I think he started extremely well. You know, but Alan Jabam was able to utilize his experience to um, you know take over and win that last round. But, yeah, coming into the UFC, he was, boy, he's putting a hurt on people, man. He was getting a lot of stoppages. And, yeah, he can do it on the ground and on the feet. So, yeah, impressive, right? And um, Abakar Numamendov, he is a 15-3-1, right? Um, coming off a loss in his last fight also. And that was to David Sawada, right? Who, um, yeah, no joke, right? Sawada is no joke. Caught him in the first round with a triangle. Uh, that fight, though, that was November 2019. So he's been out for a little while, right? Been out for a little while. Especially because, you know, before that fight, he last fought in 2018, Right in the PFL, so 
there's just been a little bit of inactivity around Numenov, um, which I think I'm gonna say, you know, Gordon. Ah, it's not Gold Gordon. It's Gooden. Gooden. Jared Gooden. And yeah, I think Gooden gets it done. You know, because I I just think the inactivity and all of that, it just makes you a little bit rusty. You know, just makes you a little bit rusty. So yeah, we're gonna go Gooden. For the win um, And our other fight people And I put this here Right Just because You just never know Right You never know what you're going to get of late When it comes to uh, Tyrone Woodley You know It is a bit up and down So Woodley goes in against Vince H Vincente Lupe, right? It's now the co-main event of the card. But yeah, I don't know. Like this is such a tricky friggin' fight, right? Now, with the silent assassin, Vincente Lupe, you you know what you're getting, right? Nineteen seven and one on a two-fight win streak. You know he beat Randy Brown and Nico Price. Right, so Randy Brown was August, and Price was May last year. Um, and he looked very good in both fights, right? Now, Stephen Thompson was the last person to beat him, but whew, Thompson's footwork is just, yeah, it's hard for a lot of people to fathom out, right? Very hard for that. But yeah, Volupe, he's good. He is good and he can stop you. But yeah, I don't know, right? Because when you think about the people that um, you know, Vince has stopped, right? They're good, you know what I mean? Beat good people. But I think it is is a slightly a different caliber of fighter, you know? Is he couldn't beat Leon Edwards, right? And that's not to, you know, that's not a knock or anything, but I think it's just that, you know, when you get to that higher echelon, right? So, yes, that is the thing, but the chosen one, right? Tyrone Woodley, 19 6 and 1, he's coming off a free fight losing streak. You know, lost to. Usman lost the belt to Usman, right? Usman just looks sensational. He then, you know, Gilbert Burns, and then uh, Kobe Covington beat him, right? It was, you know, he fucked his rib up in that fifth round, but he wasn't winning up until that point. It wasn't even close up until that point, you know? And that fight was September last year. And I think the problem is, right, with Woodley, these are all fights that you you should have been able to get up for. Right? Because that was the thing. He Usman just ran through him, basically. And, you know, at the time, Woodley just didn't look right. And, you know, he came and he said, I don't know what happened. I just, it just wasn't working. Right, so he went away, you know, got, 
was training out in Thailand, trying to get that shit back together. But yeah, again, against Burns, just wasn't clicking. Wasn't clicking. Right? So you're just like, ah, what's going on? Now, Kobe Covington. That, you're just thinking, after the shit Covington had been saying, you just figured, this is a fight he's going to be able to get up for. Right? This one definitely should be good. But, nope. Didn't do it. Couldn't do it. So it was a little baffling. You know what I mean? Was a little baffling people. So I think that's the problem. And so when you look at it and you go, he couldn't bring, you know, he couldn't rise to the occasion. He couldn't, you know, get him his motivation up for these people. You know what I mean? Kamara Usman, Gilbert Burns, Colby Covington. Kamara defending the belt. Gilbert trying to get back to the, get back at the belt. Covington, someone that you hate. And they're all high level. So you kind of think if, if he can't get up for these, is he going to be able to get up there for, you know, Vincente? Right? I think that's the problem. That's the thing that you wonder. You know, he's, you know, Lupe, he, he's not quite there with those last three dudes. But he's not a, you know, I mean, he's not someone you can just fuck around with. You know what I mean? So there's questions for sure. Definitely questions to be had here. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Right? Because Woodley will hit the scales and Woodley will look good. He's looked good and in shape with those last fights. He just wasn't putting it together. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's the question. So, as of right now, as of right now, I think I'm going to say Vicente. Now, it, you know, Woodley on his game, Woodley all day, Woodley all day, but the Woodley we've seen recently, no, the Woodley we've seen recently ain't beating Vicente, it's just not gonna happen, right, so I think the scales, the weigh-in on Friday, that's gonna tell us a lot, so it's gonna be interesting, right, but yes, as of right now, I'm going to say Vicente, but I might change my mind after the weighing. We will see, people. But yes, those are the other fights on the card. So, just one more, people. Just one more fight. Okay, people. So, UFC 260. Whew. It is the big one. Our second pay-per-view of March. And it ends. It's headlined, people, by the rematch. Right? I believe this is, what, three years in the making? You know, Francis Ngano gets a second crack at Stipe Miocic's heavyweight belt. I mean, since that time... Francis has just continued to wreck shop, right? 
he's knocking out everyone. So, oh, is it going to be same, same or same, different? You know what I mean? Like, what's going to happen, people? We will find out on Saturday. But also on the card, we have got some... We've got some interesting fights, right? So it's down to eight. No, sorry, ten. It's down to ten fights. We've lost... Ah, we've lost fights due to COVID, man. It's a, it's a pain. But those ten fights, we have got some really good fights, people. Some really good fights. Trust me. Um, so, yeah, let's get into it, right? So... We start off, our prelims are looking pretty tasty, and then it gets into some heaters, right? So we're going to start off with, you know, actually let's start off with those heaters, right? Let's talk that big talk early. Alright, so our last fight on the prelims, it is a light heavyweight clash. Alonzo Menafield against UFC newcomer Fabio Charat. Right, so um, yeah, you kind of think you know on late notice, what has the Walter Buffalo Charat got for us? He's seven and one, and he's on a free fight win streak, fighting out of Joe Lazon's um gym. So, you know, Joe is a, he's a top fighter, man, so there's that, right? So, um, he last fought at LFA 99, beat Myron, Dan- Myron Dennis via decision. They were the main event, you know, so that was February, February this year, you know. Um, before that, he, he fought October 2020. He beat GU. That was decision. And um, in July 2020, he beat Eric Murray Jr. via Anaconda Choke. Right, that was at LFA 86. So, um, yeah, only one loss, which was on the 2019 Contender Series. He lost to um, Alaska Kamura. Right, who got a contract and has been doing his thing in the UFC, but um, yeah, you know, at the time he he was just four and oh, so you know, but it, I feel it is promising that he you know went away and picked up three wins, you know, that's always a good look, always a good look, people. So, um, yeah, I think if you look at his. First, first four fights he won, but all by uh, submissions. You know, two guillotines and two rear nakeds. So it does seem that he is versed on the ground. You know, he was winning via submission in his amateur career as well. You know, so um, there is that, right? But he is going up against the atomic. Alonzo Menafield, who is a nine and two, and he's coming off two losses. Right, so um, yeah, Menafield, he definitely wants a win. Definitely wants a win. He's fighting out of Fortis, so you know, great camp, 
you know, safe side, he's always, you know, he's always got a plan, right? So there is that. Um, he last fought in September last year. You know, he lost to Ovin St. Prue. Before that, it was um, Devin Clark in June. But he had been on that run, right? So, yeah, just been winning, man. He, he's been on the Contender Series twice. You know, first one was a doctor's stoppage. He then went back to LFA, won two fights, right? Um, then came back to the Contender and won first round. I mean, eight seconds into that first round, you know, he did his thing. All right, then got into the UFC, won his first two fights viciously. Um, but yeah, then it hit that little skid. And I, I think it's just been what we notice if people can get past that initial barrage. Then he does slow down. You you could see he'd worked on it a bit in the Saint Prue fight, but he just didn't really have another game plan. So I think that's the that's the issue for Menafield, right? So the question is, what's going to happen, right now? Sharant is you know it's his debut. Gary's his, his first um his first fight and he's taking it on short notice. But I don't think we don't really see um Menafield on the ground. I mean he does have one rear naked choke in LFA. But in the UFC, we haven't really seen it. Haven't really seen it. So I know, it's an interesting thing, right? If if Charant can withstand the barrage and then do his thing on the ground, but you kind of feel if it goes to the ground, Charant, it looks like he's got the edge. Looks like he's got the edge there. Now, I think the one interesting thing is Charant goes the distance, right? So he goes the distance, he's winning. Like, Menafield, he, he seems... To, He's been struggling cardio-wise. So, I don't know, man. I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to go with Sharon. I'm going to take Sharon for the win here. So, um, yeah. We will see, people. We will see. Right? Okay. So, moving on. Our first fight of the prelims, sorry, of the main card, we have got Jamie Malarkey against um, Karma Worthy, so this is a lightweight clash, and uh, definitely an interesting one, alright, so let's take a look, and um, see how this one measures up, shall we? Well, Malaki, he is 12 and 4. He's coming off a couple of losses, which, uh, eh, you know, these things happen. I mean, the, um, the one good thing for Malaki is he, uh, he, you know, he's fighting out of 
um, Magnus Martial Arts, right, not silly kickboxing, uh, even though he does cross-train with them, I believe, you know what I mean, so, um, yeah, I think it's a good thing, because at least he gets to fight this weekend, so, um, he lost to, um, Farez Azeem in his last fight, which was October last year, he lost his UFC debut to Brad Riddle, that was October 2019, UFC 243, which, you know, made sense, it was in Australia, um, yeah, you know, before coming to the UFC, he was just stopping, he, you know, he, all these wins had come via stoppage, he does have, um, you know, submissions, he was getting submissions early, early on, um, the, then it kind of went to TKOs, so he got some TKOs until we hit the UFC, right, so, um, he is stepping in there with the Death Star, right, the Death Star is 16 and 7, coming off a loss, but it was, um, yeah, it, it was a huge stoppage, right, Upman Azatar, first round, just, that's what happens, right, when you're playing with that fire, sometimes, yeah, it doesn't go your way, right, so that fight was September last year, right, so he's had enough time to, you know, get things back in order, right, heal from the stop, but, I think when you look at this, right, Louis Penner won via um, guillotine, beat Devontae Smith, that, Jurini's UFC debut is just phenomenal, and he'd been doing his thing on the prelims, right, so he can do it on the ground, do it on the feet, I think it's just hard to bet against, um, yeah, Worthy, you know, so that's what I'm going to say, people, I'm going to say karma, Hey, he gets it done, right? So, we then go to a, a ladies' flyweight bout. We have got Gillian Robertson against Miranda Maverick. So, this is a rescheduled fight, and it's definitely an interesting one. It is definitely an interesting one. So, the savage, yo, Robertson, she is a 9-5, and five. coming off a loss in her last fight. Right, which was um, Talita Santos. So that was uh, December last year. But since that time, she did do a grappling match, right? She took part at Submission Underground 20, where she beat Pearl Gonzalez. Called her in a rear naked choke, which was a yeah, very good win. Very good win. You know, so I think that's good. Right, she was able to go get that fight, so she's kind of coming in on some positive energy. I think the Santos fight, I think Santos was just a bit too big, right? Just a bit too big. So, you know, she fights under Dean Thomas, and you, Dean is a genius, right? So, you know, she's gonna be, she'd have worked on those faults. I mean, she definitely would have worked on those faults. Now, 
she gets it done on the ground. Right? I think Gillian that that's her that's her thing. That's where she's winning fights, right? She can do that. She can pull off those stoppages. You know, she's got that she's got that little you know, pit bull kind of style, right? She's gonna get on you that heavy top game, do her thing. Yeah, she's yeah, she's you know, won by TKO as well, right? But usually she's gonna go for that choke, right? And um, yeah, Robertson, you know, she came up via season twenty six of the Ultimate Fighter. So um, yeah, that's how she got to the UFC people. Um, and she is going up against Fear the Maverick. Miranda Maverick. She's eight and two, six fight win streak. You know, she's um yeah, impressive. <laughs> I mean she's been doing her thing over an Invicta. Right? She got to a point where she she was just about to get a title shot. You know, just about to get a title shot. But then she got called up. Got called up to the big show. Um, she did, The last thing she did win, though, she did win season two of Invictus Phoenix Rising competition. And she won it pretty impressively. You know what I mean? Pretty impressively. So... You know, she can grind those wins out. She's very good on the ground. You know, this is this is an interesting fight for sure. It's an interesting fight. Now, she made her UFC debut against um Liana Jojua. Right? Uh that was at UFC 254. Khabib Gaethje, October last year. And ugh, it was those stepping elbows. Those stepping elbows were vicious, vicious, just fucked up Jojo's eye, right, so she couldn't, um, yeah, do a thing in the second round, so, um, yeah, I think that's the thing, like, she's got those elbows, now, I would say that Robertson, I, she, um, you know, now, I wouldn't say they're the same fighter, you know, I mean, I think they're very different, but Robertson had, you know, she's experienced that ferocious style when she fought Macy Barber, so that fight didn't go quite her way, you know, but I think that that fight was good for her, but she understands now what to do when someone comes with all that power, right, so I think think she's got contingency plans, and if it gets to the ground, that's when it gets interesting, you know, so I, I, I feel this is going to be such a fun fight, it's going to be back and forth, it, it, it's going to be kind of a little crazy, right, so um, yeah, I, I think Robinson might just get it done, but it, it's really a toss-up, this fight is really a toss-up, it is Oh man, it's going to be fun It is going to be fun People So um, Another fight Look, Yeah, this one's going to be fun right, We've got Sean O'Malley against Thomas Almeida Right, bantamweight clash And the return of O'Malley 
So, um, yeah, Thomas Almeida, right? Tomasas. He's 22 and 4. He's a, a veteran. But he's on a free fight losing streak. You know what I mean? Free fight losing streak, which is... Uh, yeah, it's just one of those one of those things, really. So he made his UFC debut in um November twenty fourteen, right? And he went on a little bit of a run. You know, won his first four fights, but he then came up against Cody Garbrandt, right? Came up against Cody Garbrandt. After, you know, his first fight, he won by a decision. But then after that, it was just stopping people. You know, he just like, ooh, Yves Javan, he beat in the first round. You know, Brad Pickett, flying knee in the second round. Then Anthony Burchek stopped him in the second, first round. But yeah, that Cody Garbrandt fight, it was a fire fight, man. But, ooh, Cody just landed... And it was over. He did come back and beat Albert Morales, but then he just had to go up against, you know, Jimmy Rivera, Rob Font, and Jonathan Martinez, which all very tough opponents, right? So there's no shame in those losses, but it is three losses in a row. And I think what we have seen, um, if Martinez, so if Almeida even comes up against someone with better hands, that's when it gets a little bit, uh, a little bit different, right? And and is it's just other than the hands, you know, he does have some kicks and stuff like that, but you you just lose a little bit on diversity of attack. I think that's that's the thing when it comes to Almeida, right? So, yeah, the Sugar Show, man. Sugar Show is back, right? He's 12-1, and one, coming off that loss against Marlon, Vitor- Marlon Vieira. So, yeah, it's, you know, everyone knows what happened, right? He fucked his leg up, couldn't move, and so, yeah, he's prone on the ground and Vieira was dropping elbows, right, so if you can't protect yourself, ref's gonna stop a fight, right, so fight got stopped, but before that, like, before that, we've just been seeing some incredible things, incredible things from, you know, O'Malley, so you know O'Malley's got the, you know, got that great potential, now, he didn't handle that loss very well, we, we know, but, Here's the thing There's no denying the talent Right? No denying the talent So I kind of feel that He should have this fight Now If I'd watch tape Right? I'm attacking those calves Because I think it's clear He's had that same injury twice Right? You know what I mean? Vieira wasn't the first time that shit went down the same thing happened at UFC 222 when he fought Andrew Sukumov. But the only thing was, Sukumov, he engaged him on the ground, right? 
So it, it, it allowed O'Malley to, um, yes, yeah, stick with that fight. Right? So, um, yeah, if Almeida attacks the legs, that's what we're going to see. Right? There's, I kind of feel if it's a permanent thing, eh, O'Malley's fucked. Right? It's, it's going to be difficult for O'Malley to fight if. You know, this leg problem shows up again Because it just means everyone's just going to attack those legs So, I mean, this fight is very It's kind of pivotal, right? It's pivotal to for us to be able to see where he's going to go But I kind of feel on those feet Even on the ground, O'Malley's just going to He should have this fight, right? He should have this fight So, I'm going to say Sean O'Malley, man. Sean O'Malley for to win. But yes. And um yeah, I, I think those are our burner fights, right? I think all of these fights have the potential to be great. All of these fights have the potential to be great. So we will see what happens with them, right? We'll see what happens, people. Okay, people, so as we draw to a close on another episode, we have some news. All right, so on the 10th of April, right, um, Gamazotov was meant to be fighting um, William Knight, right? But, yeah, that's not going to happen now. In steps Day Un Young, who will now be fighting Knight. So um yeah, that's uh that's gonna be interesting. So on the 24th of April, Matt Striegel, oh no, it's Mark Striegel he is out of his fight um with Jamie Simmons. So in steps Johnny Munez Jr. So still a good fight there, one people. Then we go to um, a couple of fights scheduled for the first of May. Right, so we got TJ Alami. He's gonna be fighting Damian Jackson, and KG Buller will be fighting Andreas Mikalaidis. All right, so. At UFC 262, Jacare Souza is fighting Andre Munez. So that's taking place on the 15th of May. Um, then we jump to June, right? The 5th of June to be precise. And Francisco Trinaldo is going to be fighting Muslim Salakov. Oh, very interesting. Right, so also on the 5th, Dusko Todrovov, Todrovic is fighting Matty Patola. Oh, that's a very good fight. And Paul Craig, Jamil Hill, that's got a new day. Right, so that will now be taking place on the 12th of June, which is UFC 263. Right, so then the following week on June the 19th, 
Tyson Nam will be fighting Tagir Olambekov. And um, then on the 26th of June, Tim Elliott is fighting um, Sumat Daraji. Good, that's an interesting bout for that division. Um, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, that's, uh, I think, um, I think that's the, oh no, so we have got um, the Jessica Penne, um Hannah Goldie fight. That's been rescheduled actually to the 17th of April. I missed that one. Um, we also will have so at UFC 264 in July. We've got a few fights for that. All right, so uh, Jennifer Meyer against Jessica I. That's an intriguing one. Uh, also. Um, Ryan Hall Yes, he's going to be fighting Ilya Taporia That is a very good fight Both exceptional And both are like Oh, I'm not sure who can beat them So that's going to be great to see We then um, jump Our last fight is on the 17th of July And this Intriguing as hell So Misha Tate That's right people Misha Tate is back You know I, I'd heard the other day That she's um Back training at Team Couture So um I don't know I don't know what that means for a role within one But yeah she has decided To um Resume her fighting Right, and she will be fighting Marion Renewed on the 17th of July. And this is actually going to be Renew's retirement fight. So it's a definitely a big one. Shame to see um Renew go, but yeah, you know. I think she's getting older in her career and everything like that. So I I mean it makes sense, right? But yeah, good fight. Very good fight, people. So, yes, that is us. We are done. We will see you on Friday. And Friday, not just news, but we will also be looking ahead to Submission Underground 21. And I will be joined by the boss lady herself, Heather Standing, people. So make sure you're there for that one. Alright, until then, peace!